welcome to the Express Lane podcast. Today we have a registered dietitian, Victoria Campbell, with us, and she's going to be talking a little bit about uh, living a healthy lifestyle as a truck driver. Uh, I'm your host, Suzanne Gray, and welcome, Victoria. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, so can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, yes, yeah, so like you said, I'm Victoria Campbell. I'm a dietitian from Nova Scotia, and uh, Suzanne asked me to speak today on uh, good nutrition while working as a truck driver. I have a little bit of experience working with truck drivers and trying to help them improve um, their cardiovascular health and maintaining healthy weights while living a, a relatively sedentary lifestyle while driving a truck. Awesome. And just so everyone knows, this is being recorded over Zoom as Victoria is in Nova Scotia, in New Glasgow, Nova Scotia. So we are doing this call over Zoom. So if the audio quality isn't up to par, just bear with us. So um, yeah. All right. Well, I think the first thing that I'd like to talk about is this Friday in two days, it'll be a new year, 2021, which I'm sure we're all very thankful for. Um, so normally when people think, okay, new year, new me, they think of a new diet. Um, so can you touch a little bit on that and how people go into the new year trying to change their diet? Yeah, so common, common New Year's resolution is typically around diet or exercise or a combination of both. Um, and that's great to have New Year's resolutions and to have goals. However, typically people do tend to uh, create these huge New Year's resolutions, um, these drastic changes, and by the end of January, they're no longer doing those. So um, what I try to focus on is trying to make small lifestyle changes versus these big New Year's resolutions. So um, trying to create a goal that you can sustain, something that's measurable so then that you can um, see how successful you are at maintaining that goal. Um, and then keeping yourself accountable, measure your success. Um, so for example, if you're, if you're creating a goal that you want to exercise more, try to start small and say, I'm going to move my body for 15 to 20 minutes, three times a week. That's something you can measure. Um, you might want to start smaller if you, if you don't exercise, but it's something that you can uh, maintain for a longer period of time and then build on versus saying, I'm going to work out seven days a week for an hour every time. So trying to create small goals so that you can maintain them for two years, five years, 10 years versus just creating those big New Year's resolutions um, that you might not keep until the end of January. Right. It's kind of like a marathon. If you're not a runner at all, you're not just going to sign up for a marathon and run it in one day. You're going to, okay, let's start with a kilometer, then let's do five. You've got to start small and break it up into little attainable goals. Absolutely. Because if we're going to be making lifestyle changes, we need a motivation to maintain those lifestyle changes. Naturally, as humans, we want to do the easiest, um, the easiest route. So that would likely be not exercising. So if you want to start a goal to exercise to improve your health, you need to start small so that you'll have the motivation to maintain that. And what gives us motivation is when we're successful. So if you do something small that you can be successful with, well, you're more likely to maintain that motivation and you're more likely to build and, and create that uh, longer lifestyle change and create that habit versus 
doing this huge change and you know making it very difficult on yourself you're much less likely to continue that right and it's kind of defeating if at the end of january oh well i'm gonna give up because you know Absolutely. it's gonna be impossible exactly exactly so um really important just to make something that you know you can maintain and then build on that as you continue throughout the year um versus trying to trying to do everything all at once yeah and i'm sure a lot of drivers are keen to get exercising but something that is very important is the nutrition part of it nutrition and exercise go hand in hand for a healthy lifestyle um, but obviously you are an expert in the nutrition part um, so i'd like to maybe talk a little bit about kind of snacking on the road um, and having available food um, in their truck to eat so that they're not kind of just grabbing stuff on the go do you have any suggestions yeah for sure so it's extremely important to have those snacks available in your truck so that you're not running to the next convenience store through a drive-through so um, when you're thinking about the snacks on the road think about something that's going to make you feel nice and full um, and think about even portioning those out so that you're not mindlessly eating while driving because you're focusing on the road and if you're focusing on the road you're probably not focusing on your hunger cues so mm -hmm. You want something that has fiber and protein. Those are kind of the two things that'll help keep you full. So fiber, you could get things like fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, cut some of those up, um, some whole grains, so some whole grain crackers, um, or even a, whole, a slice of whole grain bread. Nuts and seeds have lots of fiber. And then the nuts and seeds also um, are part of the protein group as well. So protein being peanut butter, the nuts and seeds again, cheese, eggs. Um, so you want to kind of combine those because then that's going to give you the, the longest lasting effect. Um, they're all very nutrition, nutritionally dense foods um, that will keep you nice and full. So you don't want to grab something that's going to um, keep you full for maybe 20 minutes and then you're on to the next snack. You want to um, get something that's going to keep you nice and full for till your next meal. So um, again, trying to push them out so that you're not mindlessly snacking as well. Um, and just have something that, yeah, will, will keep you nice and full so you can just make it to your next meal. Yeah, that's great because I know if they're like, oh, I'm feeling in a snackish mood, maybe it would be very tempting to just pull off to the local gas station, grab a bag of chips or some M&Ms or something. But just having stuff ready in your truck can make such a difference. I know. Uh right in my office i have a little snack drawer and i have some almonds in there some dried fruit just little things that if i do need something to hold me over until the next meal then it's available and then i'm not tempted to go for that bad treat per se absolutely and there's a t of course there's um times when you're gonna have those those treats and things like that and <laughs> and that's great but keep them as a treat um, and try to make the majority of your snacks something that has that combination so a, um, an apple and peanut butter or a banana and peanut butter. A great, quick, easy snack, um, shelf stable so you can have it, you know, right next to you. Um, and then that way you're not, you know, thinking about your next, your next stop and what you'll, what maybe high salt, high sugar um, snack you might get. It also keeps your mind a lot more clear when you're driving um, and you can focus more on the road and, and things like that. And then you make better food choices later on for your next meal. 
Awesome. And not even snacks, I guess we can talk a bit about meal prepping and having that stuff in your truck. Yeah. So that, I mean, same thing with the snacks, have those meals prepared in your, in your uh, truck so that you have those, those balanced meals. Cause um, when you're really hungry, uh, you're going to make those, those quick choices that are the, um, the quick choices that taste really good, but might not be the most nutritious. So um, running through a drive-through might be the, the easiest option. So if you're preparing these foods beforehand, you have the time to kind of think about, all right, is this a balanced meal? What can I add? What can I, what can I take away? So I like to always have a little checklist in my head. It's a Canada's food guide, the most simple um, nutrition you can possibly, can possibly find. Is there a source of protein? Is there a source of whole grain? And is there a source of fruit or vegetable? And if you can check all three of those, then you're then that's a balanced meal. So trying to think about that, prepare those meals and have them in your truck because you're much more likely to consume those versus if you don't have them, you're more likely to go through a drive-thru or to grab something quick. Do you have any examples of some good lunches or suppers that are well-balanced meals that they could meal prep? Absolutely. So the easiest thing and the most you know, universal meal is a sandwich. So two slices of whole grain bread, you know, nice high fiber bread. And you could in the, in the uh, sandwich, you have your protein. So you have, you know, maybe it's an egg, maybe it's tuna, maybe it's chicken salad, something along the lines, and then add the side of vegetables. So uh, cut up uh, cucumber, some small tomatoes, carrots, celery, anything like that. And then for dessert, you could have a, a fruit. So maybe an apple, a banana, orange. Uh, so that's the most you know, simple meal. Very, very easy to make. Very, very cheap as well. Um, so a very easy, uh, on-the-go, quick meal to prepare. Awesome. And I also think of like the typical chicken, rice, or potatoes and vegetables, like your meat and potatoes meals. Because, you know, that's pretty simple to meal prep as well. And then they have a refrigerator in their truck and they have a microwave. So they can always store that and just heat it up and eat it. And it's something that can be quickly prepared. You just throw your chicken in the oven, make a big batch of rice, and then cook your vegetables. And it's Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I mean, um, you can make, you know, a couple chicken breasts for the for the for the week, have, you know, maybe a chicken breast for a supper and then make a chicken salad sandwich for the next day. Um, so you can, you can really make it versatile if, if you, if you meal prep and you think about it a little bit ahead of time. Um, and the fact that they have the fridge and the microwave, it, it allows them a lot of versatility with their meals. So it doesn't have to be, um, you know, something that's, that will, will stay cold and in a cooler for, for X amount of time. They can, they can have that fridge and then and then reheat it. So that's excellent. And there's lots and lots of different um, quick meal ideas on the Candace Food Guide rest, um, website as well. So, um, you know, if, if they're ever looking for ideas, that's a great place to go, a great resource as well. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. And not to mention, it's also way cheaper to meal prep. Like sometimes I'll go out and buy my stuff for meal prep, it'd be $20. And I'll get five full meals out for like my lunches for the week. And that's 20 bucks. And I could go to a taco place and get a lunch for 20 bucks just for one day. So it also set like save a lot of money while you're on Absolutely. 
Absolutely. It's, it definitely does. It's just that extra step of thinking, should I prepare my meal ahead of time or should I not? So again, that's where it comes with that motivation and, and that, you know, what, what's going to cause me to change? What's, why do I need to change? Um, the benefits of preparing your own meals, you get to control the foods that you're putting into them. Um, you get to make a more balanced meal. Um, so there's a lot of motivation there because all of that will improve your health. So um, thinking about that ahead of time and thinking, this is, my, you know, I really want to eat better on the road. So I'm going to start to meal prep. And again, start small. Maybe it's just your meal prepping one day a week and you bring your lunch and supper one day a week. That's where you could start and then build on that into what becomes a habit. Because right at the beginning, meal prepping for seven days a week may be too much, too overwhelming. So again, start small and then work your way into creating uh, more of a habit. Yeah, sometimes these drivers are on the road for 12 days at a time, weeks at a time. So it can seem a little overwhelming. I have to meal prep for that much, but just take it into like chunks of time, small exactly. portions. Yeah. Yeah. A loaf of bread, a couple cans of tuna and a bag of, of carrots that can last you 12, like that could last, you know, 12 days, not saying you have to eat that every day, but saying, you know, have that there so that, you know, maybe you have a, a, a lunch where you don't feel like eating a drive through or, or, or going to a restaurant and then you have that option there. Right. So um, maybe that's the start for you. Um, or maybe, like I said, meal prepping for the first five days on the road. Um, first three days on the road and then working your way up. Yeah, a little hack, just get your partner to to make your meals for you and then you'll feel like you're having a home-cooked meal on the road. <laughs> exactly, exactly. If you have a great cook at home, you can you can utilize them as well. Yeah. And so I hear a lot of the times, oh, I'm so I'm so busy, I don't have time or um, it's just, it's just easier. I'm too busy on the road. I just got to stop and grab something. So do you have like tips and tricks for how people can avoid just going to those fast food? I, a lot of them, it's willpower, I guess, sometimes to say, Oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But do you have any tips and tricks there for avoiding kind of the drive throughs? So more importantly than willpower, I would say is motivation. So the motivation to make those changes again, it all comes down into that, to that intrinsic motivation. So why is it important for you to prepare your meal? What's going to happen if you don't begin preparing your meals? You're likely going to go to the drive-thru. Um, those, those things are high in salt, high in sugar, high in fat, right? So there's lots of, there's a lot of, um, of consequences when you can constantly are, living a sedentary lifestyle, eating those types of foods. So you have to think, and I, I can't do this for you. You can't do this for anybody else. You have to do it for yourself and think, what's my motivation to make these changes? What's my motivation to take 30 minutes before I'm on the road, mm -hmm. 30 minutes on a Sunday before I leave? What's the motivation to stop and prepare those meals for me, right? Having the meals is going to having the meals prepared is going to set you up for success for for your your time on the road. So knowing that, you need to consider what is your intrinsic motivation. So maybe it is you've just been diagnosed with high blood pressure and you really don't want to go on medication, or you were just put on medication and you really don't want to increase that medication. That's a huge motivation. But high blood pressure is a common common theme in in people with living sedentary lifestyles. Um, so, you know, whatever it is, that's your motivation, use that 
And when you're making those decisions to go to the drive-through or to get something quick and easier, um, then think about, okay, what's the motivation? What happens if I make this decision? And what happens if I make maybe a little bit of a better decision? So again, it's all that, motiv that intrinsic motivation. No, that's great. I think that's very important. You have to find out why you want to do it and motivate yourself because no one else can do it for you. Absolutely. And like I said, as humans, we want to take the easier route. So there needs to be an external motivation to cause that internal motivation to make those changes. Definitely. Let's talk a little bit about water intake and caffeine intake because it's easy if you're driving for 14 hours to drink a lot of coffee, to stay awake. Um, can you touch a bit on water intake and caffeine and how much you should have and et cetera? So it's going to depend on the person for sure. So um, water is so important for hydration and it really is kind of the gold standard to hydrate you. Caffeine's not the most beneficial way of hydrating yourself. Um, so you don't want to rely on caffeinated products to make up your fluid intake, but drink it in moderation as you need. Um, try to, you know, maybe two to three cups a day. And that's just kind of, you know, uh, um, just the, the average. Um, some people drink more. However, again, you don't want to rely on that as your fluid intake. And if you're drinking more, then you likely are, are relying on those caffeinated products for your fluid intake. So water is so important. It hydrates you the best. When you're operating a vehicle, um, especially a truck, you need to be very focused and alert and hydrating yourself is going to, is going to help you with that. Dehydration can cause dizziness and fatigue. Um, and you don't, you know, it kind of gives, puts you in almost like a fog when you're, when you're dehydrated. So it's extremely important. Um, I can't stress enough how important water is. So again, have it in your, in your truck so that there's a reminder there to drink the water. So again, it's going to motivate you. Oh, I have a bottle of water there. Set yourself a goal. Maybe I'm going to drink. If you drink no water right now, I'm going to drink one bottle during my, during my drive. So again, you have that there, you have a motivation to drink that water. And it's also a reminder. So small sips throughout your drive so that you're not um, feeling like you have to run to the bathroom every time you, you drink something. Um, just have small sips. And if you don't really like plain water, you can add lemon or um, the carbonated, those carbonated um, uh, naturally flavored waters are also great. Um, the naturally flavored ones, not the ones that are sweetened with, with sugar. Um, but again, try to stick with those, those water products um, because they're going to hydrate you the best. They'll keep you nice and alert. Um, and it's extremely important, extremely important. And they could even set little goals like, okay, by the time I get to New Jersey, this liter of water better be gone. So kind right. of like location goals or I'm going to drive for eight hours. So I want to drink X amount of water. Exactly. Again, start small, work your way up, make it so that there's this motivation that you're right. We all need motivation to do things. We go to work because we need motivation. We, our motivation is to go to work is to make money so that we can buy things that we like to live our lifestyles. Right. Mm -hmm. So every, everything we do as humans, there's a motivation behind. So again, Try to create those motivations um, and uh, with everything, including that water intake for sure. Awesome. I know I'm a sucker for coffee and I'm terrible at drinking my water. So 
I guess practice what you preach, but I'm gonna, after this, I'm gonna start focusing on drinking more water and setting some water goals. Exactly, put a water bottle on your desk. That's the, that's the one thing that worked for me is having it right there. Um, and the one day that I didn't have my water bottle on my desk, I didn't drink any water. It's because I didn't have that reminder. I need that, that mm-hmm. reminder on my desk. Yeah, definitely. And I'm a sucker for coffee, but I'm also a sucker for, I have, I've got a bit of a sweet tooth and I know I like my chocolates and chips and everything. So are there treats out there that you would recommend to, like, to satisfy your sweet tooth, but that aren't full of fat and sugar and calories? Yeah. So fruit, of course, would be the number one, the number one, um, sweet that's going to have lots of fiber and, and water and vitamins and minerals. So having fruit there, mixing your fruit up. So maybe an apple, um, orange, banana, you, you know, berries, there's so many different types of fruit. Um, frozen fruit is a great way to, um, add fruit to things like yogurt, um, or oatmeal, uh, oatmeal cereal, things like that. Um, and it's very cheap and it's a lot more sustainable than, than fresh fruit. So frozen fruit's great. Um, so again, like I said before, like the fruit with the peanut butter or fruit with cheese is a great little snack um, to have your sweet tooth. Um, but then it also at the same time, enjoy your treats, like your chocolate and candy and things like that, but keep them as a treat so that it's not an everyday thing or it's not an every, every trip type of thing. Um, and then that way you'll enjoy them a lot more when you have them as a treat. Um, pack your fruits so that again, you have them there and you're more likely to actually um, eat them. Yeah, I heard that frozen green grapes, when you freeze green grapes and you just have them, like they taste like candy, like you're having a bag of gummy bears or something. Yeah, exactly. So like frozen blueberries, frozen raspberries, all those different types. Um, They're just as nutritionally beneficial as the fresh. Uh, but they'll keep for a lot longer and you don't feel the pressure to consume them before they go bad. So it's just a great alternative. Um, I usually will put the fresh fruit in yogurt the night before. So by the time I eat it, it's they're de-thawed and um, that's my favorite way to, to eat the, fr- the frozen fruit. Mm, this is making me hungry. Now I want to have a snack. <laughs> um, and so you mentioned that frozen fruit is a little bit less expensive than fresh fruit. Are there other inexpensive things that you would suggest that are healthy and provide full nutrition, but aren't as expensive as say asparagus? Yeah. So, I mean, fresh and so the frozen um, fruit along with the frozen vegetables for sure. And that, again, that's just because um, you don't have to, they won't go bad. So you're not going to be throwing out, you know, a head of lettuce every week. Um, so you can get frozen, everything from frozen spinach that you can put in smoothies to, um, frozen asparagus, frozen beans, things like that. Um, one really great, uh, nutritious food that's very, very cheap are the plant-based proteins. Um, and not everyone's really familiar with how to use them. There's lots of different websites on how to cook them and things like that. But when I'm talking about plant-based proteins, I'm really focusing on those beans, chickpeas, and lentils. They're extremely cheap. You can add them to soup, salads. You can roast them and have them as a snack. They're extremely high in fiber and protein. So again, keeping you full for a lot longer. 
Um, if you want to roast them, you can just add, you know, your favorite seasonings or spices and then pop them in the oven, have them as a snack while you're on the road. Um, so they're really, really um, beneficial uh, nutritionally, but they're also really cheap. So I always say, you know, buy a can, um, the no sodium added can. And if you don't like them, then you, you, you throw 80 cents, right? Or a dollar. It's, it's not, um, it's there. Try them at least. Yeah. Um, and then of course the, the bananas, apples and, and, you know, cut up vegetables and things like that. Um, all those things can be cheap if you, um, if you use them and you have a plan for them versus leaving them in the back of your fridge. Yeah, and like the cans of beans and lentils and like the, the legumes, um, they have a long shelf life. So you just put a bunch of them in your truck and then they'll just be ready whenever whenever you need them. Yeah, exactly. And try to get the no sodium added ones. Um, just rinse and drain them. And, and rinse and them, yes. I remember you telling me that before, to rinse them to remove the extra sodium. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So um, and also one thing too is as eggs, eggs are extremely, um, are, you know, really cheap and extremely versatile. You can boil a, um, a bunch of eggs and, and they can be a great source of protein just to grab and go. So it's another option as well for a little bit of protein. Awesome. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of good advice already here. We don't want to overwhelm our, our listeners with too many too much information, I should say, at once. Um, but I think these things are good to start off with, and it's the little things that are going to make a difference. Like you said, adding 10 minutes of exercise to start off and making water your drink of choice and just the little things that will build up and, and make a difference. Absolutely. And just keep in mind, I mean, you never, no one's ever going to eat 100%, make 100% healthy choices 100% of the time. Small changes slowly are much more beneficial than these drastic changes that only last a few days or weeks. Um, we want to make those small changes that are going to lead to those big differences. Um, and as a truck driver, being sedentary most of the time, it is important to watch you know, what you are consuming and try to get in those small amounts of exercise when you can. Um, so we want to make small goals that can, maintain, that can be maintained for a lifetime, not just a few weeks. Perfect. And it has such a such an impact on mental health as well. Uh, having good nutrition and exercise for endorphins in your life that can, it can be stressful being on the road and away from family and um, just focusing on those two things can provide a lot of a lot of happiness, I think. Absolutely. It's extremely, extremely important um, on mental health. So again, could be your motivation, right? Mm -hmm. um, to help maintain a good mental health status or improve your mental health status. That could be your motivation right there. So, um, yeah, so find what works for you and it might take a couple times or it might take more than a couple times, but as long as you continue to try to make those changes, you're only going to benefit your health. Great. Well, thank you so much, Victoria, for coming on the podcast to talk to us. We really appreciate your expertise and taking the time out of your day to speak with us. Thanks for having me. It was great and happy new year. Yes. And to all of our listeners, thanks for tuning in. We hope that you can have some takeaways from this and for a happy and healthy 2021. So happy new year. And until next time, keep the rubber side down.